Dare to be Bold is brought to you by J Forks Designs Lifestyle Accessory Brand. Here at J Forks Designs, Dare to be Bold is more than our motto, it's our way of life. For our podcast series, we are interviewing people who live boldly. I'm the host, Casey Forks. Today we got to sit down with Megan and Annette, the two amazing minds behind the apparel line Genus Graphic Tees and the retail store Annette's Touch of Class in New Waverly, Texas. Welcome everybody to today's edition of Dare to Be Bold podcast by J Forks Designs. We are here in New Waverly, Texas with Megan and Annette at Annette's Touch of Class, correct? Yes, yes ma'am. Yes, we got it. All right. Yes, um, this place, first of all, is amazing. I know you guys can't see it yet, but we'll have some pictures uh, scattered throughout. So thank you both so much for having us here thank today. You. Thank y'all. This shop is just incredible. Can you tell us just kind of a little bit about it, just in general? just. So in general is basically we have a full service soda shop. We do lunch, ice cream, fountain sodas as well. We also have a wide variety of boutique items, a home decor, gifts, a little bit of everything, trinkets and knickknacks galore. If you have not been here, you must come. It's amazing. Um, so we're in New Waverly. Um, how did this all transpire? How did you end up here? Well, um, after traveling for years and years and years. Uh, Maggie's done this since she was 15. And um, as she grew up and, and obviously married and started having her family, we realized that we needed to get off the road. And so we had started kind of thinking of maybe having a destination store. It was behind our home for years mm -hmm. and uh, people always wanted to come shop there. We opened the shop up once a month, kind of did a little yard deal and everybody would come out and, and visit our shop there. And so we had thought we're here every day anyway because we produce and manufacture our own t-shirt line, mm -hmm. which is our Gina line. And so this would give an opportunity for us being here anyway to open our doors and let people come in. So we started thinking about it and decided that we picked New Waverly, obviously because uh, first of all, commercial taxes were huge where we were in Montgomery County. Um, we have roots here. My husband's grandmother had the first restaurant here and we wanted to be on 45. We figured there's 150,000 people that pass us every day. So we needed to make it something that was a wow factor for people to even want to stop. And so we decided that we would create a destination store. That's where the soda shop came in, as well as all the other items we collected for the store for 12 or 13 years. I would find it in Maggie's imagination, the sky's the limit, and she would actually put it into place. We bought our land like eight years ago and, and held it until we were ready. And then once we got ready, we just took the dive and, and started creating this vision that we had. Well, you definitely nailed the wow factor. It is. It's so amazing. Thank you. Um, so let's backtrack a little bit. You said you started this 15 years ago um, and it started at your home, out of your home. Um, so what, what are kind of the roots of this? So we started when I was 15. My mom had a full-time job at the oil company and obviously I was a teenager like any other teenager, rebellious. And uh, my mom figured it was a way for um, us, me to have to spend time with her instead of having an excuse to go somewhere else. And it gave me the opportunity to make some money and um, taught me obviously a lot of valuable lessons along the way. I mean, most people don't ever get to experience some of the things that I've experienced. Right. So it's been a blessing. Yeah, and it's really taken off for you guys. Yeah. Um, God has been very good to us. We owe all the glory to Him. When we started this, this is not where, if this is where you told us we would be, uh, we would have probably never seen this vision. But along the way, um, her and I just, um, each one of us have our strengths and our weaknesses, obviously, and together we've just made an awesome team. And so uh, where my downfall is, her strengths are. Mm -hmm. And so God blessed us in that aspect of it, that we could work together. 
and um, and make something happen that we really didn't know that we even had the gift to do. And right. So, and what a cool thing to be able to work together yes, and, and be able to do that. Yes, ma'am. You guys ever struggle a little bit with yes, that? Ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, uh, ma'am. There are days where it is, um, you know, when you look back and 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 how we got started was to create that communication. Um, as she grows up and and realizes her strengths now mm-hmm. are starting to change and her um, her gifts that she has um, are her ability is really beyond just here right. you know and so sometimes there is a struggle when change starts happening and God starts moving in a different direction there's always uncertainty mm-hmm. but um, faith is what always brings you to the light to know that everything is going to be okay. So I want to come back to the store for a second. Um, You guys have your own t-shirt line, correct? Called? Gina. Okay. And tell us a little bit about Gina. Gina is what I called my mom instead of mom. I called her Gina. I'm not really sure where that came from. Uh, From what I can remember, um, a lot of times you're in a store and everyone says mom Mm -hmm. and you get the deaf ear like you're still talking to the back of her head. When I said Gina, it was immediately she knew I was talking to her, and that's just kind of where it took off. So when we named it, um, it was Gina, and then later on, I think someone came up with the tagline, Girls in Action. Love it. So. We were actually talking a little bit before we started this about um, the clothes, the Gina line that you can buy here, and then and, uh, it is carried elsewhere. Yeah, so one of the newer branches, as far as our wholesale division goes, um, that's something that we are constantly growing and expanding on and, and being innovative in the industry since we've done it for over decade now um, we've decided to move in with the remedy group they're a large uh, representation for us at Dallas Atlanta market and they also travel the roads as well to call on stores um, so we expanded our line to where they have full exclusivity to most of our Gina shirts okay. actually all of them over hundreds of designs and then we have our own now our own signature shirts that we will retail solely for a net that will be available at the Houston Rodeo on our website, shopatoc.com, and um, through all of our social media outlets and things like that for events. You mentioned earlier when we were talking too that um, there was a point where you left your oil, your yes. job in the oil yes, industry, ma'am. right? Yes, so, and you, how did that, that had to be a scary endeavor and just what were you kind of feeling when all that transpired? Actually, I was mortified. There's no other way to express it except that uh, when Maggie and I had started this, we were just selling jewelry. You know, we did little craft shows and things like that. We'd go to Harwood, buy some jewelry, split the money. She got half of it. The other half went back into our inventory. Uh, my boss was wonderful. They worked with us. We got, I, you know, I took a lot of my vacation days or I worked overtime to take days off so that we could leave on certain days. And that's when we kind of started implementing little flea markets and mm-hmm. stuff. When we were at a flea market, we ran into a line that was a hand-painted leather line. I ordered a pair of shoes for myself and had a little cowgirl on them. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Oddly as it was, uh, this little Chinese man had called me and said, you know, um, he was really liked the design I had picked and wanted to know if I would be interested in helping him with some Western designs on this line. Western is my background. My dad and my brother both uh, all rodeoed. And um, I was like, sure, I would love to. Mm -hmm. And so we met with him and um, it took us a while. You know, all the cowboy hats were folded up and so sombreros and stuff. So we worked on that for quite some time. And so um, we started off with grapes and uh, all kinds of fruit on shoes. And so we started selling these in Canton. That kind of started that ball rolling Mm -hmm. was we had shoes along with our little jewelry stuff. And so um, I would go on 
Thursdays and take two days once a month. And then Maggie would sometimes come up on the weekends and help. And um, at this time, were you still in school or were you out of school? I was still in school. Still in school. Mm -hmm. I know she spent every birthday at Dickens on the Strand, bless her heart. Oh. But uh, Isabella's jewelry chest selling jewelry. <laughs> but um, anyway, our, our hand-painted leather line um, had kind of started evolving. And uh, we sold them fairly reasonable. And then uh, we did that for about a year. And then... Um, we landed the Nutcracker, which was a huge, yeah. huge. Yeah. And then the Nutcracker. No, Nutcracker was oh, first. Uh, uh, because I tried Houston Rodeo, we couldn't get into the Houston Rodeo, but they had a booth at the Nutcracker. And so I set up this little 10 by 10 booth by myself and OMG. I called my sister-in-law, I was like, you gotta take off work tomorrow. I mean, I, I'm by myself and it was like crazy. And so I had really prayed hard to God because things had started transpiring during this time as to what are we supposed to do? I mean, this is like, all these things are happening and I'm not really sure. This is not what I had ever even, I didn't know somebody was gonna contact me about this leather thing. And so um, we started designing our leather and uh, it just took off. And so uh, after the Nutcracker, um, I had said, you know, I don't know where we're supposed to go from here, but it's time I'm gonna have to start making a decision with my job in here. And so I said, you know, I just prayed really hard and I said, God, if we could get into the rodeo I feel like that might be a sign for me to say, that's huge, it's 20 day, 21 days or something, I'll have to make a decision at that point. And, um, but I had been denied numerous times. And so the rodeo just happened to have a booth there and they came by one night and they said, have you ever thought about doing the rodeo? And I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, it was like God just walked in and said, you know what, um, we've got a place for you. And that was my answer. And so I knew then that he was with me and so I went back to work and I told the guys I said I think it's time that I make a decision and uh, they were very kind and said I tell you what how about for the this year we um, will contract you out and we'll use you as consultation uh, my job was a very uh, limited job and so I, I consulted with them for about a year off and on throughout this time period and during this time change began to take one door opened and I knew at that point, God, this is where we were supposed to be. And I took the leap of faith and we never looked back. Yeah. Was it nice, I'm guessing, having that year or two of being able to consult just with the transition or um, did that make it difficult just? Yes uh, and no. Yeah. There were times where I felt like maybe I should just go back and work full time, you know, wow. because there was a lot of uncertainty. I mean, our house was turned upside down, literally. Uh, we had our whole front living room was uh, racks and racks and racks of shoes. Uh, we shipped out boxes. Our whole living room was covered in boxes. We were working out of our home. The kids' room, I mean, everything was just yeah. upside down. You it was just, a warehouse. It was a warehouse. Okay. And uh, I felt like the consumption was taking over. I worked until 4 o'clock in the morning because to, in order to interact with overseas, right. they're working at that time. Right. And it was an art institute overseas that I was having to work with, design with. Uh, and yeah. My husband was constantly like, are you going to come to bed? You know, you, right. you're, you're working yourself to death. And it was like, I just put in hours and hours and hours mm -hmm. and just late nights and late nights and late nights. And um, I can remember getting off of work and loading my trailer and my truck and headed to Canton and sleeping literally pulling over in a truck stop to try to catch a couple of hours before I got to Kansas to start setting up because I was by myself yeah. until she could get there. So there were a lot of times, yeah, where I would sit there in that truck and I would think, are you an idiot? I mean, is what, what are you, what are you going to gain from all of this? Okay. Um, I really didn't know. Yeah. I, I mean, there were times where I just felt like, you know, I really don't know what I'm doing. Right. I just, um, but I know that the time that we had was enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a time that you get out of your dress clothes and you go to Canton and you sweat like there's no other tomorrow. I called that soul cleansing time because literally you were soaking wet. 
Uh, and sometimes there's nothing like working really, really, really hard and going home and taking a bath and feeling like you actually accomplished something yeah. today. And so physical labor to me sometimes is an out of uh, stress. It's a stress relief. And yeah. it was a totally different world for us. And we controlled it. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, that was challenging. Yeah. And, and we enjoyed that. And so I, I only uh, consulted for about six months off and on. It was very limited. And then um, it just it just kind of faded out. Yeah. And it was just a, a time thing of the past. That's a really great story. It's, <laughs> I mean, not that people like hearing about struggles, but people like yeah. to be able to hear about overcoming Oh, yeah. Struggles no, it, that's and, why and I just, say it's yeah, not it's, all. I mean, and, and again, you know, Maggie and I, I, she spent every birthday at Dickens on the Strand. I can remember there were times, we did the Alligator Festival. Megan can write a book on all the festivals that we did. And we look back and just laugh. I mean, we did the Sandcastle yeah. Festival. We did every festival in the state of Texas. Yeah. There were times where from uh, September to December that she was somewhere and I was somewhere. And we were doing two shows a weekend. Oh and, I mean, we were home I very little. this year we did 40 I think it was 40 something shows in one year. Yeah, wow. in one year. That was including wow. Dallas Market. That I was mean, including Canton. That was including, yeah. I mean, I mean luckily, literally. We were very fortunate to have very supportive family. You know, it takes a lot of sacrifice on their end, too. Um, you know, my dad, my yeah, brother. My absolutely. brother was a senior in high school that year. Um, so I know it was a trade off for everyone. It was. But I feel like everyone has also reaped some rewards in sure. some fashion. Oh, no doubt. Our whole family has been but, blessed from yeah. our business and from. Um, our, our root laying and, and like she said everyone paid a price for it um, and uh, no one ever held a grudge for that everyone has always been very supportive of Maggie and I even her brother you know she's always been kind of in the limelight and stuff and sometimes they've always been kind of low and uh, but I think he's always known that that was God's gift for her too and that everyone has a purpose for that and I'm sure they're so proud of everything you guys no have doubt oh no I doubt mean, I mean when you hear your, your family talk about you uh, we talked one time my brother he uh, as a PRCA cowboy and they were rodeo and when we first had gotten our start we had our little t-shirts and mm -hmm. our little hand-painted shoes and our concept was if we're gonna sell the shoes we need to sell the whole outfit mm -hmm. okay because there's nothing like them coming in and go that's a really cute top where'd you get it right I was like oh no that's not gonna work we got to have we got to have our own shirt yeah. now okay because we're gonna make a living we want to be able to sell oh, everything that yep. we have on okay it's a one-stop shop come in earrings all the way to the toes and we did that and it worked and uh, but he called me one time from Colorado and he was like oh my gosh you're not gonna believe this and I was like what he was like me and the boys we stopped at this little bitty town in this little gas station and we walk in and this lady has on your t-shirt and your ah, shoes and he was what? like that's my sister and I oh was my like gosh. oh how funny I go you don't think of it like that you know mm -hmm. it's just a t-shirt and some shoes but for him it was like he was so proud yeah, that all the way huge. in Colorado yeah. out in the middle of nowhere you know and so I realized I thought you know that says something that Absolutely. makes you feel good that he was just as proud yeah. so um, I think we have both felt mm -hmm. those moments where yeah. it's like that's yours you know and, kind of look back and you go yeah but I really didn't I think of it like that, that. Right. yeah I didn't think of it like that so yeah we're very humble, humble in that, in that. Um, yeah I think a lot of people can let it go to their head or you know right. get overly confident in what they do I mean it can all change tomorrow mm -hmm. um, the whole concept can change tomorrow um, something can happen someone can get sick or whatever and you have to be willing once again to adjust and evolve yeah. with that well one of our challenges this year has been extremely challenging for us the road construction yeah. has put such a damper on our activity and um you know again those are things that you don't you can't anticipate and you can't prepare for that and have you no know? control over and no yeah. control mm -hmm. over it they don't want to work with you yeah. they don't and so you you never know where god's sending you you know and so we're constantly open to that yeah. and again all of our glory goes to him because 
um, without him, we would be nothing. And and like she said, we're very humbled by that and very proudless when it comes to to failure and things that happen. Um, it, those are just things that are creating another milestone for you. You just don't know what it is yet, and so you can't be afraid. Well, and I think it's great too, just because you guys clearly are when something. Um, an obstacle shows up, you find a way around it. You and have I think to. It, it, it's very admirable. You can't just quit. Yeah, you know, yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. There are some times where, you know, I spend a lot of time on my knees thinking, I'm not really sure what's supposed to happen, and I don't know. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, it creates uncertainty for you on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But um, to me, if you take one day at a time, who knows what tomorrow will be. Yeah. And so you, when the big picture gets a little overwhelming, that's all we have is faith and hope. And um, I think that's where you have to hold on to and just say, there's a plan. I just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. So what advice would you guys give to anyone who's watching or listening right now that is thinking of setting out on their own and trying something new, um, whether it be creating a retail shop or, um, you know, it could be any number of things. What would you say to them um, just to encourage them? Always have a plan in place. I mean, obviously, be realistic in your dreams. Um, This is not a hobby this is a job and it's like a marriage or anything else it's not going to be easy and it's not going to all transpire overnight you don't meet someone well some people do meet someone one day and get married the next but most of the time you have that whole period of build up till you get to that point um and i feel like a business is kind of ran the same way um and there's going to be struggles and how you are capable of adjusting to those struggles Mm -hmm. will really depend on your success so part of it would be attitude as well. Attitude. I mean, just, I mean if that's anything. That's yeah. In life in general, I mean, your perspective and attitude can make or break anything. I Absolutely. mean, there's an upside and a downside. Maggie hit it on the nail. Uh, you'll work harder and you'll work for less than anyone that you have that works for you. Um, but with that comes um, the reward of not for just you. That at one time we employed 22 employees. That is a gift. You know, I mean, that is that says speaks volumes to me that you can help someone else Um, you know there was a couple of things that were through this whole trend this whole transition through everything that we started with when I dove off from my job of making a six-digit income to having two kids in college thinking you know I'm scared to death you know God what am I supposed to do Um, without change there would be no butterflies one of my very favorite sayings and a dear friend of mine said when I started this is they can't take your birthday and I look back at some of the people who have made um, Thomas Edison and the light. If, if he would have quit after the first time or the second time, we would have no electricity. So failure comes, but with that, also you learn from that. Right. So it's not going to always be an easy walk. If it was, everyone would do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what separates you from a lot of people is knowing that you have a drive. Um, it prides me to know that I raised her to, to be independent and to have a drive and do God has given you a gift and whatever that is, you know, the hardest part sometimes is feeling like you always want to say, you know, for your children, you always want the best for them. You want them to to flourish and to, and sometimes you feel like you have a little butterfly that sometimes maybe has something more than just what she has, you know, and so you always worry in the side that you hope that she has gotten her full potential in life too. Right. And so there's a lot of things that you sacrifice for that, you know, and um, she has three beautiful children of her own now and you know you you never know where God is taking you to the next level but I do feel that he has given us both the gift and um, the ability the sky's the limit I mean she can do if she were to leave tomorrow she could do anything in this whole world that she wants to and I feel that deep confidence she may fail the first time but she will succeed the second time. Well I think anyone has that within them it's just being confident enough in yourself and your abilities and knowing what those are and flourishing on those things and and everyone's abilities are different 
some are better at public speaking, some are better at um, merchandising, right. some are better at That's making silversmith. I mean, yeah. everyone has a talent, and the only person that knows your talent is you, right? Whatever that is, I'm singing or anything. Finding it and, and tapping it's into just, it. Right. And, and it's like in you had said, just playing off each other's strengths and weaknesses exactly and knowing right. what those okay. things are and being able to work together with them. And it's, always being open minded to suggestions right. and criticism. Right. Um, no one knows everything. So. I think that's huge too. I think a lot of people get stuck or don't want to hear ways that they can improve. Oh, um, positive you know, criticism and, is it's huge. huge. And right. you have to not wear your feelings on your shoulder. Right. And you have to know, I mean, I always ask our customers, even at market sometimes, I'll be like, why did, I mean, there's 28 of us in here, you know, what made you come here? Or, you know, when people come in our door, you know, you want to talk to them about their story or something. And I think that's always a chance to be able to um, inspire or speak to someone, let them inspire you. Right. And, um, and, and like she said, everyone has a gift. It's just tapping into it. Right. And sometimes it's being scared to death to tap into it. And the scaredest thing I think for most people is failure. But it's okay to fail. I mean, because with failure comes learning right. and wisdom, and those are the gifts. And, and like many things, the first time it happens and you get back up and you continue on, the stronger you are. I mean, like, look you know, at you're just like riding a bike right. or anything else. We've all fallen right. and our knees and cried and had the rashes on our hands, but we all got back on the bike. Right. And when a door closes, another one always opens, right. and we just don't know what's behind it, and that's what's scary. And I think it's being willing to take advantage of those, or, or no doubt. seizing the opportunities that then are made exactly. available. Mm -hmm. Yes, and, and network with people, and, and learn from them. Right. You know, I'm, I'm huge about asking people that are successful, you know, how did you get to success? What do you feel was your, you know, inspiration, or what? That's important, you know, you can learn from someone else and never have to skin your knees. Right. If you would just listen. Mm -hmm and be open-minded to receive it right. and not be, you know, I know it all and I know how to do it. No, you know, I mean, it's like every day is a learning experience and there's always going to be somebody that throws a wrench in your road mm -hmm. and you're going to be like, okay, now what do I do? You know? Well, and learning too from other disciplines uh, of life, I think mm -hmm. is huge or, you know, areas of uh, employment or thing. you know, I mean, yeah. you can learn so much oh, yes. from other areas, even than just in your own right. world. So very true, very true. Is there anything else you would, you would like to share with our listeners or watchers today? I think everyone should dream big and uh, pursue anything that you feel that you have um, a gift for. You know, um, the sky's the limit for all of us and he wants us all to succeed at something. Um, and if you have something that you have a passion for, don't be afraid. I mean, it, the worst thing that can happen is um, as failure, but you'll learn from that, and the next time you'll know better of what not to do. Thank you guys so much for having Thank us. Thank y'all for coming. Been, such a great experience. Thank y'all so it. much. That was Megan and Annette from Gina's Graphic Tees and Annette's Touch of Class. We strongly encourage everyone to make a trip to New Waverly, Texas, and visit their incredible store. For more information, you can visit their website at www.shopatoc.com on Instagram at Annette's underscore Gina underscore Tease, and on Facebook at Annette's Touch of Class. Our next podcast will be available on September 20th, and we are sitting down with Mario Guajardo, the founder of Richter Goods, an apparel company that is both designed and produced in San Antonio, Texas. Dare to be Bold is a branded podcast from J Forks Designs. This episode was produced by me, Casey Forks, Jenny Forks, and Courtney Cobb. Courtney Cobb mixed this episode. You can find Dare to be Bold on SoundCloud and iTunes or watch on YouTube. Do us a favor and help spread the news about our show. You can also find us at jforksdesigns.com. 
I'm Casey Forks. Thanks for listening.